Charlotte FC firing their coach. Now, now, Dennis, I know you're all over this. Give us the uh, the the cliff notes. All right, so Charlotte FC, uh, who's been around for two years as a franchise, mm-hmm. has already fired their second coach. There it is. Uh, you know who owns Charlotte FC? There it is. David Tepper. This And David Tepper, also obviously the owner of the Carolina Panthers. Exactly. Uh, who have gone through some coaches. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Clearly he's in an upset mood and wants to fire somebody. So, you know, I'm going to choose that guy, even though that team just went to the playoffs. Which the impatience of an owner is wildly difficult to overcome. Because so often, like the the you need to stick to your guns. And what I mean by that is you need to agonize over a decision. I'm not I'm not saying you don't care. I'm saying when you have a decision to make on hiring a coach, hiring a GM, uh, picking a top draft pick, you do all of your necessary research, all of your interviews, be as thorough as you possibly can. Then you make a decision as an owner of a professional sports team, and you have to trust yourself, right? As much as you're trusting the person you picked, you have to trust yourself for the reasons you picked them. And and when you get the reputation of somebody who isn't giving coaches full shots, or even if they're having some level of success, you're still not giving them full shots, it's just going to be no one's going to want to coach for you. Yeah. And you're going to have to then settle in your next coaching hire for somebody who's a little underqualified, somebody who doesn't think they'd get another opportunity at another another team or in another situation. And and that's more likely to make it not go well right out the gate, which makes it more likely for you to fire that coach, which makes it more likely for the next one to not want to coach for you, which makes it more likely you hire the wrong candidate. Which It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, and once you get on that wheel, it is so difficult to get off. So Miguel Ramirez was the inaugural coach in 2022, was let go less than half of the season. He lasted less than half of the season. So the first coach you ever hired didn't even make it through halfway a season before you got rid of him. And then uh, Christian uh, Zio was the most recent head coach who took over on an interim basis, then became the full-time head coach last season, lasted one full season as the full-time head coach, went to the playoffs, and still got canned. I'm sorry, sacked, as they say. I don't want to offend Adam Gold. <laughs> sacked, as they say in soccer. Nil. I don't know. That's that's all I got. That's enough. Boot. He got the boot, that's for sure. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Speaking of Carolina Panthers, Mm-hmm. You can probably say the best player in franchise history, Cam Newton, right? Best offensive player for sure. Yeah, best offensive player. We can go with that. There's a Mr. Peppers going into the Hall of Fame. That there is. There's a story floating around here about uh, Julius. Uh, not Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers <laughs> might be the best actually player of all time. Uh, but about Cam Newton, Jimmy Clausen, and Jimmy Clausen yeah. had the number two jersey mm-hmm. when Cam Newton got drafted. Cam Newton wore number two in college, wore number two in high school. He wanted to wear number two. And Jimmy Clausen was like, yeah, pay up. Here, So here's how it went down. According to a video circulating with Cam Newton, Cam Newton wanted number two. Jimmy Clausen wore number two. Cam said, hey, what do I want for that? What do I have to do to get that number? Jimmy Clausen said, you're going to have to pay for it. Cam said, okay, how much are we talking? Here's the, the the record scratch moment. 
Jimmy Clausen said $1 million. Yeah. To which Cam said, you can kiss my blank. Uh, came back to him a little bit later on, and J- Jimmy had the nerve. This is the funniest part of the story. To say, all right, I thought about it, talked to my people. I'll, I'll come down on on the price. Cam was like, all right, cool, how much? 750k. Cam then then went along to say, I obviously just went to number one. I didn't need number two, uh, and I made the pledge that that's the last time you're going to hear about Jimmy Clausen in Carolina, which was pretty darn pretty darn accurate. Which I rock who's yeah, last time we heard about. Him. Jimmy Clausen fumbled the bag here. He got greedy. He asked too much. I think he could have gotten like 100K. I think he could have got $100,000 to wear a different number. Instead, he asked for a million and got nothing and somehow drummed up a little bit of a a vengeance from from Cam Newton, who doesn't seem like the type of person you'd want to not be on your cool list if you're in the Carolina Panthers organization right after they drafted him number one overall. I've I've, I've thought about this a lot because I've heard stories of the, the number buying. I think it's smarter, smarter. It's better, wiser, more intelligent, more street smart to not ask for a dollar amount. Ask for something. I, I've, I've heard this story. I've repeated this story a few times. I believe it was Jeff Fiegels, who was the punter for the Giants. Uh, he wore number 10 when Eli was drafted. So Eli came to him and said, I want number 10. What's it going to cost me? And Fiegels said, send me and my family on a vacation. So it was like him, his wife, his kids. They went to some Caribbean island, had a nice room, right? They, they ordered room service, and, and Eli picked it all up. I think that's a good way to go about it. And then in true Fiegel's fashion, that that lucky guy, uh, he switched from 10 to 17. Then they traded for Plaxico Burris, or signed Plaxico Burris. I forget which. Plaxico Burris wanted number 17. Fiegel said, cool, remodel my kitchen. Right? He said, I'm a, me and the wife, we've been looking at... Uh, Watching a lot of HGTV. We want new countertops and cabinets and all that. You can have the number if you pay for my remodeled kitchen. Plaxco said, deal. Made it happen. I think it's smart to go that way, right? Say, uh, hey, Cam, you want my number? Cool. Um, you know, I've always wanted to get my my dad a Rolex. Or I've, I've always wanted to, um, you know, uh, get my my mom backstage passes to Billy Joel. Yeah. Like, like. Ask for something. It could be really expensive, but I think they're much more likely to go, deal, and then they'll figure out the price later, right? And, and you also get a cool memory out of it, and it's just a jersey. That's number two. Let's get to number three. Oh, sorry. I, I, I went into my yeah, you went to- I went into my, my starting five. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Less than an hour ago. Yeah, only about 30 minutes ago, actually. The Carolina Hurricanes posted their, to their team website mm-hmm. some news about the valuation of the team. For more details, here's our very own Dennis Cox. So, Sportico put out a list earlier today uh, of valuations, the value of NHL franchises. So, ranking them throughout the, uh, throughout the entire league. Mm-hmm. So, the highest valued franchise in the NHL, Toronto Maple Leafs, worth... $2.65 billion. That's that's a pretty, a, for, for a hockey that's team, that's that's a lot. That's a lot of coinage. Exactly. A lot of, what are they? Uh, what lot of Looney Toonies? What, what is it up there in Canada? Loonies? I think it's Loonies, right? Loonies, yeah, we'll go with that. So we're going quid. Um, <laughs> New York Rangers, second 
uh, on that list at $2.45 billion. So looking at where the Carolina Hurricanes as a franchise, uh, their valuation, $980 million is the value of the franchise. That's a lot of dollars. Well, here's the thing. That's a 59% increase from last year. Like the value of the franchise from one year ago today has jumped 59%. That was the largest jump of any team in the entire NHL. And there's a lot of things that factor into the uh, into this equation. It's obviously your your arena deal, mm-hmm. your season ticket numbers, mm-hmm. all the sponsorships that you have. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of numbers that go into it. But here's something to keep in mind. When Tom Dundon bought the team in January of 2018, when he became the majority owner. Which is not that long ago. Yeah, we're just talking not even six years. Like, not even six years. The value of the franchise, the Carolina Hurricanes, was $230 million. And it's 980 Dead now? last in the NHL. It is now 980 You Literally more than four times. More than four times in just over, just under six years. The value of the franchise has more than quadrupled, which is pretty remarkable. Now, the, the the franchise, it's not dead last like it was a few years ago. It's jumped up to 24, but that's still a pretty significant jump uh, of any, any franchise across the league. That's good business right there. But it's also a big factor in it factor into it is the success on the ice because that factors Extreme. into ticket sales and sponsorships and all those things that you take into consideration. Also the new 20-year lease with the arena and all the things they're going to do with the arena and inside and out of it also factors into the value of the franchise too. I hate to bring this right back to David Tepper, Yep. but David Tepper, pay attention. Uh, mm-hmm. Right, Obviously David Tepper's a money guy. He's a billion, billion, billionaire. Uh, multiple, multiple, multiple times over. And like Dundon made the right hires, right? Uh, Brindamore, Waddell, trusted them, and they were having success for a while, and it's it's now ramping up aggressively in evaluation, right? Now, uh, and again, the, the stadium deals and everything play into it, like you said, but that 59% jump is after they've, they've won in the postseason five consecutive years, mm-hmm. right? It's not like Oh, right now, as soon as we start winning, everything's going to happen. You have to have some patience. You get you get the right people in place. You get incrementally better each year until eventually you're cranking, right? It's it's the, the NBA version of this is the Warriors, right? When the Lacobe whatever took over, I think that's who it is. Um, they they were one of the the bottom feeders. Granted, they were in a big market out there in the West Coast, a lot of money, but. Right, they signed or they drafted Steph Curry. He was hurt for a couple years. They drafted Klay Thompson. Uh, the, the, like Dr- Draymond Green was coming off the bench, and then and then all of a sudden it started clicking and clicking and clicking. Now they're worth billions, billions. Like that's how you have to build it. You just put the right people in place. You let them do their thing, and then five, six years from now, rolling in the dough. It's not going to happen overnight. And Dundon is probably feels like it did. Twenty eighteen isn't forever ago. But, you know, it's five years ago. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. What? Uh, part of that valuation of a franchise, mm-hmm. your television deal. Yes. Not only the national TV deal that the NHL has with TNT and ESPN, but also the local regional sports networks, which kind of ties in a little bit to our next topic here. By the way, LaMelo Ball, Charlotte Hornets, triple-double yesterday, going head-to-head against Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks. Pretty impressive. LaMelo Ball with a triple-double. Well, he had 30-point 30, 30 triple-double. 30 it's triple like 30, double. 10, and 13. Here's the problem. None of us could watch it up here. 
that's the big time issue that for us in this area, we can't watch the pro sports team that plays not even three hours away. That's in our state, a major sports franchise, which again leads into the topic of what's next for sports in terms of how can we watch locally? Because I know a lot of people when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes, Tim, have trouble watching on Bally Sports. I have a Bally Sports app on my Roku. I'm, I'm glad that it worked for you. It did. Last night was the first, like, completely smooth. Uh, turn it on, just worked. So Diamond Sports Group, which owns Bally Sports, they've come to an agreement with the NBA that after this season, the teams that Bally Sports has a, a contract with in terms of broadcasting, which includes the Charlotte Hornets, after the season, all those media rights go back to the NBA. They go mm. back to the teams. So after this season, we don't know what's going to be next for so the So if we start the passing the hat, right, we get a, a GoFundMe going, we could somehow get the rights to the, mm-hmm. the Charlotte Hornets in the area. That would actually be wonderful. So Bally Sports filed for chapter. talking about me and you here. That's, exactly. That, that just was not us. a bigger business thing. That was just me and you. Just you and I. We'll, yeah. we'll pass the hat around the office. So Diamond Sports Group, Bally Sports, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Hence, the, this is the reason why the, they're in this situation. Mm-hmm. Apparently because of all court filings and stuff, the NHL might be making a similar deal with Bally Sports. So potentially after this season, we might see the NHL, which includes the Carolina Hurricanes, because they have a deal with Bally Sports, might get their media rights back. Therefore, they can shop their games to other networks possibly, but also it's an opportunity for the NHL to maybe have all their games live on one platform. Oh, so it's now you're be- talking. So it's it's going to be intriguing to see what happens. Like for example, we might see it's just ESPN Plus that you can watch get local games if it's not a national broadcast. Or maybe in the NBA, it might be on Amazon Prime or something along those lines. As long Which as it's is, in one place, I'm in it. Just tell me yeah. what the one place is. If I can just play pay one streamer and have all the games and all the games, I'm in. It's, it's not a coincidence that the NBA this upcoming year has a renegotiation for their television rights deals coming up. So this is probably going to factor into a lot of mm-hmm. this as well. It's like, okay, not only do we get the national broadcast, but we also can have the regional stuff too. I don't know. The NHL might be in the same situation. The reason why we're bringing this up is because I know for a lot of Canes fans, they have a lot of trouble watching Canes games if they're not actually there because they don't have Bally Sports because they have YouTube TV, they have Hulu. Well, there were a couple times this year already where, where Bally had some problems, and they're they're reaching out and trying to make it whole and sending out emails and everything and yeah. uh, apologizing. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's frustrating when you can't watch a game for your favorite team. 100% frustrating. So just sit back. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's all we're trying to say. What I do know is... You can text Hootie to 919-860-5326 right now to enter for a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish with special guests Edwin McCain and Collective Soul at Coastal Credit Union Music Park on September 13th. Again, text Hootie, H-O-O-T-I-E, to 919-860-5326 for a chance to win a pair of tickets to see Hootie and the Blowfish. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. The Panthers injury report is looking like a uh, bleak. A, a who's who of the Panthers. Pretty bleak. If if this was like the uh, the guest list to a birthday party, it'd be a pretty star-studded event. Oh, yeah. Brian Burns, concussion protocol, as well as... Was it so had the elbow, elbow injury. Out. Uh, CJ Henderson, concussion protocol. Out. LaVisca Chenault did not practice. 
Uh, he's with officially an, out with an ankle. Officially out. There you go. Do, uh, I'm, do you have a more updated list than me? Do you yep. want Stephen Sullivan this? officially go. listed as out? DJ Chark did not practice again today due to an elbow injury. He's doubtful to play. Von Bell, who's actually been a full participant at practice, has missed a lot of time. Officially listed as questionable after a quad injury, but I think he might be coming back. Xavier Woods dealing with a thigh injury. He was a limited participant in practice. He's questionable. Marquise Haynes, who's dealing with that back injury, hasn't played all season, Mm -hmm. but I think he's set to come back. He's listed officially as questionable, but expect him to play tomorrow. I think it would have been easier to list who is playing. Do we know at this point? We don't. Um, The Panthers are... uh, Newsflash, they're not a team with a tremendous amount of depth that can uh, deal with a lot of injuries to some of their better and more talented players. Uh, I'll give them this, though. Thursday night is tough. At this point in the season, a Thursday night game, from this point on, a Thursday night game is tough for the simple fact of guys like Brian Burns may have cleared protocol. You may be more comfortable playing them if you can go all the way till Sunday with with rest and, and testing. But... On a Thursday, it's it's almost like you just have to plan for them not to be there from the jump and, and just make that decision. So it's tough. Uh, the Bears the Bears are licking their chops. Panthers are going to have to bow their neck a little bit and fight back, and, and we'll see what they're able to do. Uh, not looking good. <laughs> let's quit that. Let's hit this. You like that? You like that? College football playoff rankings came out yesterday. Yes, they did. Who's A- mad? ACC gets another team. After you know what, you know what I'm gonna say this. Let's go. North Carolina being back in the rankings after that Campbell game shows me that the college football playoff committee doesn't watch every game. They box score checked that one. They they checked the Campbell game for UNC and said 59-7. Drake May played well. Tez scored twice. Amarian Hampton defense guy. Okay. Yeah, let's put them back in the top 25. There we go. They didn't watch, because if you watch, you watch that first quarter and a half, and you go, eh, I don't know if we want to boost this team right now. Did not pass the eye test. But, but of course, the committee, I mean, you can't watch every game, right? There's How many teams have a legitimate shot of being in a college football playoff ranking? If there's 25 in the ranking, there's probably another at least 15 that you, you have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You can't watch... 40 different teams games every week especially if not many of them are playing each other so so you know you box score check a couple and you go oh, look at that carolina let's put them back in carolina at 24 and that's no disrespect to carolina it's it's i think just an observation i mean if you've listened to this show you know how talented i think north carolina is but you know the game film shows shows what the game film shows tape does not lie never has uh Tulane, at 23, one step ahead of, of Carolina. Um, just kind of put uh, – and Kansas State right behind them, just kind of explain what, what neighborhood they're in. Louisville all the way up to 11. Florida State at number four. If they in. If they both continue winning, the ACC championship game could end up being two top ten teams. Hey, fair point. Which – is important for Florida State to hold on to that number four spot. Mm -hmm. A win against a top 10 team in the ACC championship game, I think solidifies you in that number four spot. If Louisville does something really foolish and stumbles down the stretch, and and now you you have Florida State against number 24 in the ACC championship game, that's a less valuable win. So – I have absolutely no reason other than my ACC allegiances to say, let's go Florida State, let's go Louisville. Doesn't feel good to say, but 
Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, not what you want to do. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You done messed up, A.A. Ron! Early signing period open for college basketball, which means we'll officially, I guess, see Cooper Flagg signing with Duke? We should. Uh, his mom has said he, he will be signing. It opens today. I believe it's open for a week, so he has yep. some time here. Con uh, Knipple, another five-star expected to sign. I will I will say this, though, because you're gonna people will get excited, and they should. Cooper Flagg, massive recruit. Mm -hmm. If you're as good of a player and as desirable of a recruit as Cooper Flagg, and even these other five stars, um, uh, Gumba, uh, Knipple, some of these other uh, – Evan, some of these other guys committed to Duke – all it means is you have to use your your one-time transfer if you want to leave. Once you sign the the, the letter of intent, mm -hmm. if you leave, you just have to use your one-time transfer. If you only plan on being in college for one year, what's using your one-time transfer? Right? It's like use them or lose them. Right? It's like timeouts before halftime. You either you either use you don't get it, you don't get to take them with you to the next game. So I, I don't know if it's as a big deal as it maybe once was to get that letter of intent signed, but it's better than the alternative. It's better than them saying, I still want to take all my visits and explore my options. It's like, wait a minute here. Uh, it's better than that.